Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church and School, Chicago. I hope and pray that the following message blesses you with peace and hope in Christ, who died and rose for you, for free. It is yours. If you'd like to support God's mission of giving life, hope, peace, joy, and love in the city of Chicago, go to stjames-lutheran.org. Peace. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's strange these days in a, 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 an age, a secular age, uh, the Western world, America, brags about being secular, separation of church from state, and a neutral almost, I think we're meant to feel, environment when it comes to any religion. And yet, I would suggest we live in a more religious age in the U.S. than ever in the history of the country. For such a secular age, if you listen to how people talk from all walks of life and different points of view, sin and morality and wrongdoing is everywhere in the language and how we talk and what we're talking about from all points of view, all across the political spectrum, etc. Sin and morality and wrongdoing are everywhere, right? You look at your social media, and it seems like it's pretty much all people pointing out somebody else doing something wrong, whether it's a celebrity being made fun of or throwing under, or it is a, uh, any person, a situation, of course, a president uh, and a political enemy constantly pointing at how crazy, how terrible, how really immoral is the popular word, so-and-so is. Do you feel that? It's almost like Salem wish trials. And this is everywhere. There's no uh, cancel culture for just one type of person. We all do this. It seems like we're obsessed with sin and morality. Not ours, of course. Theirs. And now that we have uh, the uh, Ukraine war and uh, Putin uh, frightening us all, we can unitedly, maybe that's a wonderful thing right now, we're all pointing the same way now, right? That evil person. That all may be true. But Jesus, when he gives us his prayer, says, forgive us our sins. Lent is not a time of looking about and seeing everybody else's sins. We got that. You're very good at that, myself included. Christians, sadly, are very good at that. Lent and Ash Wednesday is a time of pointing fingers at yourself. 
Don't worry about what they're doing and how wrong they are. How about you? You know, it's funny, um, I'll do a children's message and frequently talking about, you know, wrongdoing or we do wrong things or something like that. I'll, maybe I'll test it this uh, next Sunday. So I'll say, you know, you know, does anybody do, do you guys do bad things sometimes? Not a hand up. But definite examples, and my brother does. I promise you, this Sunday, if I do the children's message, they will do exactly that. They will quickly have examples about other people and what they do wrong. It's, it's hilarious. And it's not surprising, because they got it from somebody else, because the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. There, your great, 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 whatever. We can do that forever. Can you figure out how many great greats that is back to Adam while, uh, while I'm talking here? Adam, the first human being who got caught with his hand in the cookie jar, obvious. God caught him, by the way. This is no questionable uh, new infor- mis- you know, information, uh, false news. God saw it. Adam knew it. Because he was fighting. <laughs> and what does Adam do? She did it. She did something wrong. She took the apple. You know what I'm saying? Deflect, blame, point to someone else. They're worse than you are. Find an excuse for what you did. Push away your sin on someone else. It starts with the first Adam. Eve, not much better. She did it herself. Don't look at me. I'm not at fault, but they are. That's what we do. Repent of that. Let Lent and Ash Wednesday be a time of saying, I'm at fault. What am I doing wrong? How am I hurting others? How am I the enemy at work, at school? What words am I using that's hurting others, breaking down others? How am I straying from how God has made me? How am I lacking? Forgive us our sins, Jesus invites us to pray. Not those people, us. Why did Adam point the finger at Eve? Why might a little kid make sure you know how that person's bad when you're looking at them? Probably afraid. If people really knew that I did that. If God knew Adam was afraid of death itself. So unheroically, he shoved Eve under the bus. And I think it's overall fear that stops us from being honest with ourselves in the mirror in front of God's expectations. Afraid. I often tell in my premarital courses, um, couples, we talk about Adam and Eve before sin, were naked in the garden. Why? They could be, they could be like that. They had, they had nothing to hide. 
There was no sin, there was no distrust, etc. And then we'll talk about how everything's kind of changed, you know. We can't really, even a great, wonderful couple, I don't want to know, by the way, can't be totally honest. Why? Because if someone saw over your head every thought, every idea you had, if you walked around and people could see all that you were thinking, images in your head, would you have any friends? No. Except for one person would have friends, apparently. <laughs> More bad, and, that, and he was a young person, so no, but we wouldn't have any friends. It's actually scary to really admit that we're wrong, that we're messed up, because we're afraid, let alone before God. If indeed you were punished for your sins and you would die because of them, you probably should be like Adam, and you should figure out some way to get out of it, even betray your best friend, Eve. And you rationalize, and you have to justify it, and you just have to do all sorts of brilliant, uh, you know, grammatical moves to make sure you're innocent, right? Because if indeed you get punished for your sins, you should hide, and you shouldn't be honest, and you should deflect and you should point fingers at everybody else. But you know this God. You know something about him that you don't need to be afraid to admit your sins, that you can, you can confess that you're at wrong before him. You can be honest today because you know something about this God that even Adam didn't know. And that is this God forgives. And he's not joking around because he gives us a second Adam. Jesus Christ, who, unlike Adam, didn't blame everybody else, but even this innocent new Adam, Jesus, in fact, took on the blame. Isn't that amazing how Jesus twisted the Adam and Eve story around? They deflected and pushed all the blame on someone else, though they deserved it. Jesus had nothing to be blamed for and yet said, bring it on, I'll take the blame. For Adam's sins, Eve's, yours, mine, Putin's. Freely. Today is a joyful time because you can be honest with yourself. You don't need to hide anymore. You are standing before a God who loves you. You are standing before God on a cross who died for every single sin and three days rose again. You know how freeing it is? to be able to be honest, and God isn't going to throw you out of the kingdom because you're a sinner. In fact, you're exactly who God has been looking for because he only is looking for sinners. Jesus only died for the unrighteous, as Jesus says, only the sick need a physician. So may you begin to be honest with yourself every day. Don't be afraid to admit your sins. Stop pointing and deflecting on everybody else and pointing fingers at everyone else. Try pointing them at you and then point them at Jesus on the cross for you, forgiven forever. 
and finally find and enjoy some real peace. In Jesus' name, amen.